What's up, everyone? Welcome to the debut episode of Getting Grilled, a podcast that asks a lot of questions. So I'm a bit nervous here, a bit excited. I'm just a whole bunch of emotions, to be honest with you. I uh, have been podcasting for a while, but this is my first solo venture, and it's a pretty simple concept. I'm just going to ask people about why they do the things they do. So without further procrastination, here's our first episode with the very talented Kate Eckert. All right, everyone. Hi, I am sitting here with my good friend, Kate Eckert, and she is a fantastic and very talented photographer. Uh, she does most of her work in the wedding world, but I have seen over the past couple months a lot of awesome projects that she's done uh, with flats and some other cool stuff. And I have her on here to talk about some of that. And here we go. So, hey, Kate, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. I see you have Charlotte with you. That's awesome. Charlotte is your amazing dog. <laughs> yes, she is always by my side, especially these days. That's awesome. I um, am very much enamored with her because she is, if I remember correctly, litter box trained. And to me, a dog being litter box trained is like the best thing in the world. So that's amazing. And yes, we just talked about your dog being litter box trained on a podcast, whatever. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about this. How did you get into photography? Like, where did this come from? Because, you know, you are a teacher by day and we all have our things on the side, but where did photography come from? How did you get involved in that? I um, I actually kind of um, fell into it by accident. I always loved photography. I took you know photography film classes in high school and whatnot, so it always piqued my interest. Uh, but it was never something that I thought about pursuing. And uh, I was just always the person who was annoying my friends with you know first my point and shoot, and then when phones got cameras because we're like dinosaurs and we remember that age. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. So once, yeah, I like kind of got rid of my point and shoot um, at that time and just started annoying everybody with phone photos constantly um, and never really thought about getting a DSLR or, or whatnot until my best friend's older sister was getting married and reached out and said that they were, you know, doing a um, smaller ish wedding and they wanted somebody that they knew to do the photography and asked if I would be willing to do it. And I thought, sure, why not? And uh, so I rented my first camera, kind of took a crash course on it and realized it's a lot more difficult than I had anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> Much more complex. Uh, but I did really enjoy the experience. And after that, uh, my husband and I kind of had a powwow and thought, well, why don't we do this on the side? Sorry, my cat is eating a plant right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> And uh, so we you know, thought, oh, let's do it on the side of teaching because, um, as we all know, teachers aren't exactly, you know, rolling in dough. So it seemed like a, a good venture. I was always looking for a creative outlet, and it just kind of um, spiraled from there. So I was very fortunate that uh, I was able to pick it up as a part-time career, and now it's actually going to be my full-time career. I know, and it's so exciting that you are making a jump into full-time. Um, when you first told me, I was so excited for you. I think it's really fun and really inspiring to see people take a hobby they have and turn it into not only something you can make money with or something they love, but also just immerse themselves in it and go, you know, full head, you know, full head of steam into it. And you've done that. And I think that's so cool. So I, I want to go back to the part, uh, you know, you saying that it's much more difficult. I grew, grew up with a grandfather and a father who are advert photographers and you know we've talked about this off the podcast and 
when I got my first DSLR, I realized that I, it, it scared me. <laughs> and I didn't know how to use it at first. There's so many buttons and dials. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, click. No. Um, so that first wedding, um, how did those pictures turn out? You know, were they, you know, how did they like the pictures? Luckily, they all um, <laughs> turned out, you know, they were, they were passable. It's funny. I look back now and I want to say to the bride and groom who were so kind to take a, you know, a leap of faith on me. I like, I want to be like, Hey, I'll do those again if you want now that I've gotten a little bit better. Um, but I do recall when I rented the camera at first and I had it on auto as opposed to manual, which I, you know, exclusively shoot in manual now. Uh, but I had it on auto and I tried to go out into my yard and take some, you know, photos of like my trees and such just to practice. And every photo was just absolutely horrible. I mean, like just blurry and not even remotely passable. And I went back to the photo store where I had rented my camera, like in tears, (laughs) like what have I done? But, um, I was luckily able to take a little course there with one of the, uh, the workers. They, they offer courses at the photo center in brick. They're fabulous. And uh, we did a bit of a crash course. And once I understood more of the aspects of shooting in aperture mode and, um, in manual mode, it just started to no pun intended click. Hey. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah. So I would say that, um, you know, the, the photos that I had from that wedding, uh, had the potential at that time. And I, I've definitely refined my style and my technique a lot since then. Uh, but they were, they were passable luckily. Awesome. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen your art grow over time. You know, you, you're posting on social media constantly, uh, of bride and grooms and these cool flats that I, you know, we're going to talk about in a little bit because they're <laughs> awesome. Uh, my fiance and I, you know, can't wait for you to put out a new one when you do. Um, so what is the best part? And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, canned answers for this, but what's the best part of shooting a wedding when you have two people that are, you know, absolutely in love and doing that. And why wedding photography, other than the fact that your friends wanted you to do this? Um, you know what? I have ventured into other types of photography as well. Product photography, um, branding. Um, I've done family sessions, maternity sessions, occasional, you know, babies and kids. Uh, but wedding photography just seemed to resonate the most with me. Um, it's really an exciting experience. I love the wedding day, even though it's backbreaking for sure. Um, oh, yeah. but just connecting with the couples and establishing that, um, close relationship with them over the course of usually about a year, they, they book ahead of time. It's really rewarding. And, um, I absolutely love how many people I've been able to, uh, forge these relationships, uh, with. So it's been really fortunate because if they come to me, then they're, you know, most likely connecting with me on, on some level mm-hmm. before they even inquire. So it's neat. It's kind of like a, a cool screening process for new friends. Just like, Hey, you like what you see? Come, come and talk to me. Uh, so it's pretty, pretty awesome and, and very rewarding. And I have to say, I really love, I think my favorite part of the wedding day is, uh, the portraits of the, um, bride and groom together are just so much fun. I really love those. And then bridal, um, party photos because we love to get very vanity fair. Oh, I'm sure. I, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of them, you know, being in a wedding band myself, like bridal parties are just for the most part, one of the most ridiculously fun and nerve wracking things you can be in at the you know, at the same time, it's, it's pretty Mm -hmm. intense. So you, you had mentioned that you'd also, you've branched out, you know, to branding and portraits. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. You know, branding, you know, I see a lot of photographers doing that right now because 
obviously in, in the conditions we're in, you know, can't really, there's not a lot of weddings going on. So I don't know if you're doing a lot of the branding now portraits. I know a lot of people putting out those telephotos and doing, you know, like a uh, stoop, stoop portraits and stuff like that. Are you uh, doing any of those or are you sticking to branding? What are you doing now? Uh, so that's a great question. I am not doing any of the, um, the front step portraits as much as I think it's a sweet idea. Um, we are technically a non-essential business. Yeah. So, um, I feel like it's really important to adhere to those guidelines. So, um, I am solely working out of my home and actually just today, um, after I have off of this, I'll be doing some branding for, um, a local bracelet artisan who was picked up by Macy's. So it's pretty cool. I've been doing all her photos for Macy's, um, which is neat. It's funny cause I like photograph for Macy's in my kitchen. That's amazing. That's amazing though. Thanks. It's, uh, it's really fun and rewarding and it's, it's, um, it's a cool experience to get to essentially art direct, um, your own little vignettes for, uh, for certain companies. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just another creative expression. So I'm excited to be able to do that from time to time. I'm doing, um, just a little bit here and there, just because so much of my time right now is rescheduling weddings for my poor couples. Yeah. So. Our band's the same way. It's just a rescheduling game right now. It is, mm-hmm. but you know, better times will call for better parties and, you know, better atmosphere. So, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that have rescheduled. So let's talk about the creative side of things. You know, I, I had mentioned about three times now, these flats for people that, you know, don't really know what photography are, it are, is I'm not an English teacher. I teach band for a living. Um, what, what is a flat and why, you know, I, I see them everywhere now. What, what is so awesome about these that, you know, you have taken to doing it. I've seen a few other people too, but yours honestly seem to be some of the best ones I've seen. So tell me about these. Well, thank you. Um, I really, I love, um, flat lays and flats because they have a very graphic quality. So, um, that's definitely something that I enjoy in my photography work. I really like bold colors and high contrast. So, um, I'm always that person that's like squatting into awkward positions to make sure that everything is a complete right angles in my photos. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Really awkward. I pulled many muscles that way. Um, so I really like the graphic quality of flat lays and, um, I, I started doing them the first couple weeks of, of quarantine, just flat lays with things around my house because I had just in anticipation of my big wedding year, I had 30 weddings this year. Um, <laughs> it was so, I know, it was like so prepped and had just reorganized all of my styling tools, all my styling boards, everything. Uh, so I was feeling antsy and wanted to use them. So I started laying some out just in my kitchen and taking photos. Um, and one of my brides who is the sweetest, I love her. Uh, she uh, commented on, on one of mine and said, you should do them for fictional characters. And it was just like a light bulb moment um, that, you know, I thought that'd be so much fun. So uh, I watched a ridiculous amount of television <laughs> and uh, I started doing some for uh, fictional characters, which just, I tried to challenge myself to use only things that were in my house. So it'd be very quarantine compliant. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> Thanks. What, yeah, it was a lot of fun. What are your favorite flat lays that you've done? I know I was calling them flats, but I know flat lays. My apologies. Oh, yeah, either one. Um, what What have been your favorite ones? I And then I'm going to tell you which one is my favorite. I'm, you probably know which one it is already, but um, which ones have been your favorite? 
Um, you know, I really had a lot of fun doing for uh, Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. That was um, a fun one. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was that I did. Um, I did Amy Santiago from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. which was also a lot of fun. And then um, there's public outcry for Lorelai Gilmore <laughs> from uh, Gilmore Girls. Yeah. So I did that one recently. Um, yeah, they, they all are, are fun because I've been trying to really capture the uh, the mood and tone of the not only the character but the show as well so i did like a more film noir one for veronica mars and uh yeah it's um it's it's a really exciting challenge to be able to do in the confines of your own home yeah it's definitely a challenge just you know i and i i give you so much credit for just not purging amazon's warehouses of everything they have and (laughs) you know you know trying to do these um i will tell you the leslie nope one was one of my favorites but Jim and Pam, <laughs> the most perfect couple ever. Right? I know. But was, I have to say. That was a good one. And I have to thank you because you were the one that got me into the office originally along with our good friend Mike. So, so um, I had not watched it and I finally finished the series like the second week of quarantine. So, oh, my God. Yeah, it took me a long time, but I finally got through it. And uh, so that one was fantastic. Thanks. No, thank you for being so artistic. <laughs> Uh, okay, so before we go, where can everyone find you on social media? And if you know they are looking for a wedding photographer or someone to do any type of portraits or branding, where can they find you? Uh, so I'm very uh, much geared toward Instagram. So uh, I do have a, a Facebook, but I hardly ever use it. Uh, so I'm on uh, Instagram. It's um, Opal, O-P-A-L, like the stone with my birthstone. Um, and A-N-D-J-J-Y-E. Uh, which is my grandmother's name, photo. So Opal and Jay photo. Um, and that's on Instagram and I'm pretty much always on there. I hear you. Instagram is the way right now. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people use Twitter and you know, there's TikTok, but Instagram is where it's at, especially for, you know, businesses like yours that, you know, go on, um, word of mouth. Yeah, it's a perfect marketing platform. I mean, it's a curated uh, portfolio right at my fingertips for free, so I really can't complain. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Instagram. This podcast brought to you by Instagram. (laughs) All right, Kate. Well, thank you so much. Uh, It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and I can't wait to see more of your art in the future. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so much fun. All right, there you go, everyone. The first episode of Getting Grilled. You can find new episodes every Tuesday on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. They will be dropped around, I would say, 2 p.m. or whenever I get a chance to edit them. Once the podcasts are released, you can find them on anchor.fm slash fourthwallpop. You can also find them in all major streaming services. You can also find me on Instagram at Getting Grilled Podcast. This episode was sponsored by no one. I have no sponsors. It's my first episode, but hopefully I will have sponsors in you know the future. That'd be great. Be sure to tune in next week when I get to interview Neil Garthley, who is the owner of the Academy of Drums and Guitar on the Jersey Shore. He also is going to take us through why he teaches and why drumming is such a close-knit community, and also what his favorite music is right about now, which is going to be a pretty hot subject on this podcast going forward. Until then, don't do anything I wouldn't do.